are drilling. Welcome to the drill. Steve Lowry, Tom Hofarth, Eric Hope, uh, <laughs> Eric Bear, and Thank John you. McKelvey. You figure out how to spell it. Ooh, there we go. And we'll pronounce it. That's right. Uh, welcome. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot of things, but of course, number one thing, the draft, because it's, it's almost the draft, and the draft is bigger than the Super Bowl. I'm it's feeling a draft. Oh, baby. It's just the biggest deal. And when it comes to the draft, I want to tell you something about our friend John McKelvey. John McKelvey, um, we've learned a couple things about him, Tommy. Number one, apparently he was born six feet tall at birth. It's Basically, yes. There you go. But number two, John reminds me of my brother-in-law, who's a retired sheriff's deputy. In this way, with my brother-in-law, you could never tell him anything that uh, impressed him. You could say, Norm, the car roll, and then the flames, and then the chickens, and, and he'd just go like, yeah, I shot a man. So <laughs> what are you talking about? And that's <laughs> McKelvey. Anything we say, he'll say, I experienced much worse, and yeah. it was in Youngstown, Ohio. So just slow down, okay? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a place. <laughs> It is a, it is He's a got more street cred than we could ever want. Totally. But this is what's amazing. When we were talking about the draft yesterday, he got excited. I think it may be the first time I saw John excited. And so, John, I want to ask you, you mentioned you and your friends are fired up about the draft. The draft happens every year. Why Absolutely. are you fired up? Why is it? It is uh, three days or what is it now, four days, Eric? Three days. Still three. Days, still, still three days of uh, hope. <laughs> Everyone has hope. Oh. Everyone has hope. Okay, now oh, yeah. up to it. You are a. I'm a 49er fan, and then a. I root for the Browns. Right. Uh, right. If okay, hold on a if second. If a bunch of weird circumstances Explain that didn't happen, I probably wouldn't uh, be a Niner fan. Yeah. Uh, my parents lived in San Francisco through the 80s. Okay. Uh, oh, that's perfect. I've known Eddie DeBartolo and the DeBartolo family Who for a long Ohio? time. They're from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, and then when the Browns disappeared, uh, the Niners had just won a Super Bowl two years earlier. Right. And uh, my parents were also so, so excited about that. And they got me real excited about it. And I was uh, I was a Niner fan. Now, explain to me this. You said you're a fan of the Niners, but you root for the Browns, which is w what what is what? I I don't have the wherewithal to be a full Browns fan. <laughs> explain. Basically, um, it's a tough life since 99. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What is it, 29 quarterbacks or whatever right, it is? Yeah. Uh, basically, I just got too involved with the Niners, and uh, when the Browns come came back, I hated the Steelers. Right. So it was naturally, you know, I like the other Cleveland teams. I'm an Indians fan. I'm a Cavs fan. Right. It only makes sense, you know, to kind of just root for them. This is like being in a relationship with a high-maintenance partner. Like, you might love them. You might think they're great. But in the end, you're like, it's too much, yeah, it's too right? Much. I'm just not getting enough back, and it seems like I keep giving and giving. Uh, yeah. Well, what's the good part about it? You said <laughs> high maintenance. <laughs> Browns fan, that's tough. Yeah, it's uh, – I, think I want them to I, – I always want them to do good is sure. what it is. I, I, if it was a Browns-Niners Super Bowl, that's oh. going to be real tough, and I would have to go for the Niners. But – I would be. I wouldn't be mad to lose to the Browns. Let's put it that way. And th I think that's one of the fascinating things about this draft is that the Browns have the one, four. and the four. Now, virtually any other team in a draft that apparently high up has a lot of good talent, not just quarterbacks, defensive players, a running back in Saquon Barkley who's supposed to be a can't. The miss. man, yeah. Almost any other team with a one and a four, you say, well, they can't screw this up. Oh, that's all they're <laughs> talking about. But the Cleveland Browns are like the Lindsey Lohan or. Um, uh, or Let's bring Britney it back Spurs. into like the next in like the last five years. <laughs> uh, 
who's, who could, the, who's, who's the most example who's of the poster someone? person for screwing up right yeah, now? The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Cleveland Browns easy. of the NFL. Don't yeah. overthink they're it. The yeah, in, they're the idiot in the horror movie. Like, don't go in that door. Oh, you did it. <laughs> Why are you running upstairs? <laughs> and I swear to God, I wouldn't have thought this possible because I thought they can't screw this up. They'll get a quarterback and they'll get Saquon Barley or, or Barkley or they right. quarterback and check. They can do both. And so last week, I heard they were considering well, drafting was, two quarterbacks. And yeah, today, right, right. now they're saying they're considering taking um, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker. Mayfield. I'm like, oh, come I mean, on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's got to be one of the two L.A. guys. Okay. It, it's got to be. It, I really think it's Darnold. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, I'm like with Jim Mora where I don't think Rosen kind of fits into yeah. the, the Cleveland mentality. I think he'd go to Cleveland and absolutely friggin' hate it. Right. Do you um, guys buy into that? You need a blue-collar guy in a blue-collar city. Is that something you guys think Based is? on their track record, yeah. Here's a, okay, a little history lesson. Back in the 80s, early 90s, you got the Lakers and you got the Pistons, right? Yeah. And they're going at it, and they say that's blue-collar versus Hollywood chic, right? Who was the Lakers' number one team? Magic Johnson from East Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Midwest Who man. was the baddest of the bad boys? Bill Ambeer. Bill Ambeer from, from Palos Verdes, California. <laughs> right. So, no, I don't buy that. I think people can kind of remake themselves. Yeah, I don't buy it either. What Eli Manning from Louisiana. Right. Tom Brady. It's like a Hollywood guy kind of yeah. in Boston. Yeah, Tom Brady's from the Bay Area. Tom Brady's yeah. from yeah. a really nice area. Preppy. So, yeah. We're preppy guy. I just... I just I don't want them to screw it up, but they're gonna screw it up. Right? I'm I have, I have, I have low low confidence in them. Yeah. But the moves they've made since the end of the season, I've actually kind of shifted that. Like now this is a De Podesta team, right? Oh, is that right? Right. That's he, right. Yeah. Well, it was De Podesta. It's okay. no longer. De okay. Podesta. Oh, that's right. The new guy came in. John Dorsey. Yeah. Who what is, is Chief Skeet? Depot's not there anymore at all. Uh, De Podesta's kind demoted? of there he okay. got like super super demoted okay um <laughs> like they're basically trying to get him to quit so they're not okay. calling any shots oh. yeah which is what the dodgers ended up doing too I just realized he, yeah exactly he's not out. billy he's not billy bean Wh what do you think is is more insulting to Deep podesta that they keep trying to get him to um quit or that he was played by jonah hill and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's what, what would be worse? Uh, yeah hey <laughs> if if you go by jonah hill's performances <laughs> right. in other movies it's True. not that bad i mean I wolf mean, of wall street yeah. super yeah. bad yeah. super bad I mean, was super good and he's awesome in wolf of wall street oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So what well, i married my cousin <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so welcome to drill again. Yeah. By the way, welcome to drill again. It's, it's a two-man team again. LA's about Cleveland Browns. There yeah, we go. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, well. Oh yeah, and that's by the way, Beto. Beto is working this week. He's, he's working. The he's draft. got a lot of tough yeah. uh, uh, things going on this week with the Chargers. He's on the Charger broadcast. In fact, so we'll catch up with him next week. Let's get started with the drill because the number one thing with the drill is about the Chargers. So count me down. Okay. Let's do the Give drill. Give me a minute. Speaking of the Chargers. Yes. <laughs> 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 Count me down? Oh, yeah. I got you. In. <laughs> In three, two, This is like the one. NHL minute. Okay, so we got the draft coming, and I, I wasn't thinking it was going to be very interesting because, number one, the Rams don't have a pick to, I think, 87th, uh, although I think they've done a great job getting rid of their picks for people like Brandon Cooks, and, and I think have done a wonderful job in the offseason. The Chargers, a lot of people are saying going to take some tackle from Notre Dame. That doesn't really get me excited. But more recently – they're talking that they might be looking at Lamar Jackson at 17. This, to me, is highly exciting to have 
the team with the least mobile quarterback, Phillip Rivers, all of a sudden get the most mobile quarterback since Michael Vick. Exciting. I understand that if you take the tackle from Notre Dame, maybe that's a, a really good football move. But let's face it, the Chargers are They're LA. are losing desperately yeah, yeah. in the fight for L.A. The yeah. Rams are, are just about to put a stranglehold on the city. You get Lamar Jackson, all of a sudden I'm like, huh, Five, what? Four, I might be really three, interested in that. Two, one. Tommy, what do you think, Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson is from Louisville. Yes. The greatest Charger quarterback of all time, Johnny Unitas, was from Louisville. <laughs> oh, that's all right. He, he, he ended his career. What about yeah. Drew Brees? That's right. Well, yeah. Listen, hey, I can hey I can now. name I can name f this is my problem with the with the Chargers. I can name four Chargers and I think one of them is still Stan Humphreys. <laughs> so I don't know what Charger what you have to do with the Chargers to gain some sort of foothold, but Lamar Jackson is a perfect thing to do with 17 because it's not going to change your team. It's you're building for the future. You're right. showing some promise. You're showing some smarts in what you want to do. And here's the thing. Talk about history. The Chargers, if you don't know this, in the old AFL in the 60s, were one of the most innovative, oh, yeah. explosive offenses oh, ever. Yeah. In fact, what they did back then are still stuff that they're, they're doing today. You take a kid like Lamar Jackson and eventually in a couple years build an offense around him using his dynamism for yeah. that, yeah. it could be terrific. And, by the way, Philip Rivers still has about a, a year or two. Oh, we'll, we'll give him his time. So Jackson yeah. gets to the, – the, the criticism has been he's going to be like an RG3, get hurt because he's small. No. You give him a couple years to mature, add a little meat to his yeah. bones, and learn the game from one of the best quarterbacks last year. Go with Todd Gurley down to Carl's Jr., load up on some carbs. Exactly. He'll be fine. Yes. I, yeah. I am excited about this. I, I think I, why not? I think it could be great. And, and to be honest, even as a rookie – you could use him in certain packages. Oh yeah, that take yeah. you know advantage of his, yeah. his athleticism. Yeah. I'm have excited. Have him return so? punts. Return yeah. punts, right? <laughs> Aren't the Chargers? Uh, they pass on the original Michael Vick. Is that right? Didn't they? Well, you know, right? As we just found out, um, Eric has an incredible facility for Schmied's knowing what everyone. is the was. idiot savant of drafts, right? Yes. And did they pass on? I wouldn't even call Michael him an idiot savant. Wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it no was. Savant. LaDainley and Tomlinson and Drew Brees instead of Michael Vick that year? Oh, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good – what do you think? It worked out. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. all right. Well, the, the LaDainley and Tomlinson. As long as they don't draft Ryan Leaf again, I think they'll be fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. All right. How about, uh, how about drill number two? Count me down. In three. We good? And Did three. this catch you off guard? Two. <laughs> one. We were talking yesterday about the Dodgers being too dependent on Clayton Kershaw. Right? And lo and behold, yesterday, Tommy, I'm looking at my uh, phone and reading some stories. As we Bust all do. As we all do. And Buster Olney of ESPN is saying if the Giants start to tank this year, they should really think about trading Madison Bumgarner. This is exactly the guy that the Dodgers should go after. They were talking about. Except they're not built to tank right now. I'm sorry. I didn't want to. Yeah, no, no, you, go ahead. No, no, you're right. They're, but the reason why they could tank is because of their age. And I guess I yeah. shouldn't use the word tank. They're not going to no, lose no. on purpose. But the fact is they, they're a really they're old, an old team. team. Right. Andrew McCutcheon, Evan Longoria, they could start losing <laughs> with great volume pretty soon. Yep. If they do, they might think about using Bumgarner as a way to start restocking the shelves. Only said that the Dodgers might be able to get him for like a Corey Seager, which I would do in a second. But he said, but, you know, they won't <laughs> trade. But the fact is the Giants and Dodgers Five, have traded four, several three, times, right? Two, oh, yeah. Do you give one. up Seager for Bumgarner, well, the best playoff pitcher ever? This is I, – I, I, I always flash back to this point in 2009 when the Dodgers, I thought, were on the cusp of greatness. 
and Roy Halladay was available. He just pitched uh, 10 great seasons with the Blue Jays. The Dodgers, all they had to do was give up Kershaw to Toronto for Halladay. And I was like, I was so for and it. And Kershaw wasn't Kershaw back Kershaw then. was a, a kid that had potential, but he was wild. Right. And I thought, there's never g he's never going to fix this wildness. Right. Let's let him go to Toronto, chill out for a few years. Then he can go to the Rangers where he right. wants to go. We get Halladay. And, you know, and then you rattle off. Because Halliday went to the Phillies eventually, throws a, throws a no-hitter in the playoffs. Yeah. He, has, he wins 21, 19 games, and that was it. Right. But you, so you were getting Holiday for two years out of a four-year deal. Now, the Dodgers didn't want to pay that price with right. Kershaw. So with Seager, eh. Uh, if they had someone in the pipeline, I'd say sure. Yeah. But I don't know who that who that is. But you can't – you can't – you have to take what's real now. Yes. You can't win on potential. And that's what I'm saying about the thing. Now people say, oh, God, you would never trade Kershaw for right. Halliday. But if they had, they may have won a World Series Right, they may have won a World Series I by then. I think you always have to think about yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I don't know if the Giants, maybe ne they can negotiate. Maybe they don't need a shortstop because uh, Crawford's pretty decent. I don't know if they, yeah. they plan on him lasting long. But if the Dodgers got something else to offer, like a Urias, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that, that could give them something – uh, but here's the thing. I'm not sold on Bumgarner yeah. because of his injury proneness. I mean, I love what he's done. He's got a great track record in the World yeah. Series, which the Dodgers need a playoff pitcher. Pitcher, and he's the best. He's the best at in the game it's right the now. the anti-Kershaw. What's that? The anti-Kershaw. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. playoffs. Yeah. So you could have the yeah. best regular season pitcher yeah. and the best playoff pitcher, right? Yeah. I mean, it would be a perfect kind of mix. I told you, and maybe people think I'm I, – I would trade Bellinger for – uh, for Bumgarner, absolutely. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely uh, not. You know what? No, that's too. The 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 ceiling's too high for him right now. And Seager right now, his stock is so low. I I don't feel like you're you're really doing him justice. Doing enough. Seems yeah. like he's hurt still. Seager, I think yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. He's that had is. a really slow yeah. start. Yeah, he's gonna have to really prove himself. To but be see, healthy. my thing when you say his uh, Bellinger's ceiling is high. Okay, but Bumgarner's That's not going to win. We've That's not going to win. High do. ceilings aren't going to win. He's, this is, I mean, we'll throw out references like Greg Brock and Billy Ashley. These were the guys that were going to come and save the Dodgers in the past. They never did. I've never heard of those guys. I, right, you're right. That's ex my point. <laughs> These were the guys in the 80s who were going to take the Dodgers to the championship. This is why we can get rid of Garvey. This is why we can get rid of this so-and-so, because we got these guys in the pipeline. Right. And they never did it. Are you going to trade your cleanup hitter, though, for a number two or three starter? No, he's a number nope. one starter, especially in the playoffs. I mean, that, he's single-handed. On the Dodgers, the though, series. he's not going to be your number one starter. In the playoffs, he is. Mm, I, mean, I don't think Dave Roberts is We don't know. Really we have to debate that. it. But that's that's what killed them this year is they didn't have the – like I said, they, they don't need a, a one and a two. They need a one and a one A. And and Bumgarner is the one A. I don't know. They tried that All with right. Granky. All right, Let's, yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think if they would have got Granky combo. last year, they would have they would have yeah. won the World Series again. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've probably lost half the audience because we're talking baseball. So back to the draft. <laughs> the draft. The draft. <laughs> My Let's, favorite. How about we do the biz? The business. Is that yeah. it? No, no, no. How much? How, how much can we say? I mean, four seconds of the business. Go, ready. Count us down. How much does he want? Business. Oh. No. Does All he right. get four minutes for this? No, I can just <laughs> take a few. Tommy, let's do the biz. So it's the draft is coming. Let's talk about the draft as a television show. Right. Because it's become, I have to say, there are certain shows that I just don't get. Two and a half men. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Hasn't been on the air for five years. By Charlie right, Harper. Right. right. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I don't get it. I've watched it for about three minutes and said, 
Okay, it's a bunch of math. You know, jokes. Young Sheldon is much better. Oh, that. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna watch either of those shows, but the best way I've de- heard uh, Big Bang Theory described it's uh, a comedy about smart people for stupid people. There you go. Mm, that's right. a good way to put yeah. it. Young Sheldon is kind of the same way, but it's a better cast. But uh, but other but uh, but forget it. They'll be watching the draft because they live in uh, Houston, right? Right. I think yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I don't get. I, I can't. I think it's still on the air. I, I don't get it. So the know. draft. What am I doing? Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's technical. So, anyways, what um, the draft has become this incredible television show that I don't understand. And everybody why. wants to televise it. Right. This year we'll have six networks televising it for the first time. Six. Well, you have three ESPNs. Deportes has jumped into it. You got ESPN and ESPN Two. Fox is taking the NFL network feed, and ABC is going to jump in on Saturday for programming. They're going to knock out kids' programming to put on the NFL draft, which is a simulcast of ESPN. Like, no one can get ESPN. We're going to put it on ABC. So the theory is – They don't have NBA playoffs to be doing or something? (laughs) Right. It's probably like a lead-in. You know, it's probably like a a 9 to noon lead-in into the NBA playoffs. Right. So they pretty much – they don't have college football, so let's put this on. Um the thinking is, I was reading a, st- a story in the sporting news, is that um, NBC and CBS wants a piece of this now. So Fox got a piece of it this year to get the NFL Network simulcast. It's right. not even their own feed. In the future, ESPN could have lost this all. They have built this basically based on the fact that they said they went to uh, the NFL and said, hey, we'll televise. And they go, Psh, go ahead. Right. We haven't had this televised in 26 years. You And you then they've taken it to this level. Now everyone wants a piece of it. Wants a piece of NFL branding on their TV, right. right? So, the point is, the NFL draft could be covered like a presidential election, where everybody is covering it, right? And because it's a news event, right? And you can have your own people. It, it's it makes sense in some way, but it's so diluted and delusional that it's so it's going to work. <laughs> That's why I don't understand. So here's this was a great tweet I found this morning. A guy named Michael David Smith said. In 2038, when the NFL draft is on Mars, and Elon Musk announces a 10-year, $10 trillion deal to beam it directly to the chips in our brains, we'll all pine for the day when it was just a small event at a 100,000-seat stadium and only on Fox, ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, and an NFL network. See, that's what I don't understand. I get, um, look, you take the two most popular sports in America, professional football, college football put them together they have yeah, a baby that is the baby is is the draft yeah, i get that yeah. but the fact is the nba draft you're much more likely in the nba draft to see people who will have an immediate effect ben simmons joel Embiid. they will come right in and have an effect nfl draft you're getting guys who have very specific <laughs> roles an inside linebacker from vanderbilt uh, a left tackle or whatever and yet people approach it like it's this transformative american idol yeah. thing and i mean i like when they give Roger Goodell, the hug, and all that kind of stuff. But I don't understand why it is such great television, except for the fact that I think Tampa is going to have a parrot give one of its uh, selections. Here's why it's great television. Okay. There's a clock on it. There is a ticking clock. A ticking clock is always giving you suspense. It's Mm. always giving you drama. There is time coming up. There's time running out. There's... uh, Oh my God! There's only a minute left. Who are they going to pick? Oh my, uh, and then, well, they once that pick is taken, oh, what's the next team going to do? Right, it changes everything. Oh, somebody made a trade. There's drama. It's oh. it's so here's what can happen. drama with that clock. 
the Browns' first pick runs out, right? Oh my God! Don't <laughs> right. do that. That's, that's isn't that isn't that like the perfect right. thing to happen? How many? Uh, don't pull minutes? a Raiders. Don't pull a Raiders. Don't pull a Raiders. Right, right. And they and they go. Oh, <laughs> it's ten minutes, by the way. Ten. Okay. I've been telling you tomorrow. They tighten it up, right? We're gonna yell at the TV more than any sporting event this year. Really? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's amazing. Right. But who has made more money out of this whole draft than Mel Kiper Jr.? Yeah, let's tell. Let's talk that. Uh, someone was telling me a very uh, Johnny. Tell us this very funny Mel. So Jim Thompson story. has done an illustration oh, this yes. week with. Oh okay, We have we have the Jim Thompson. Uh, let me uh, pull this up full screen so you don't have to see everything I got going on. Um, but yeah, we have the Thompson illustration uh, right here. There it is. Um, as you can see, I predict a late career resurgence by Jimmy Clausen. Um, and explain this. Uh, so Jimmy Clausen uh, was one of the most cannot miss guys that Mel Kiper ever said and they said he said basically Oaks if he doesn't Christian. have a good career coming out of Notre Dame which Mel Kiper by the way is absolutely obsessed with Notre Dame quarterbacks right. always has been um so he said if he doesn't have a good career I will quit and they said how long is it going to take ah, I need like eight years so that's the coming so up on eight and years how long's it been and now? where is Jimmy it is now it is now eight years Jimmy's now coaching high school football in the valley which sounds like a bad reality show, right. but that's what happened. Um, Going back, I remember what it is about Notre Dame quarterbacks. You, I don't know if you remember this. There was a guy named Ron Paulus, and oh, yeah. Bino Cook, who was an ESPN analyst, said he'd win at least two Heisman <laughs> trophies. Like if he only wins one, that'll be a disappointment. Oh, uh, Bino. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I must admit, I'll be watching too. But it, it's one of those things. You know what it's like? It's like the Academy Awards. I get all ginned up for it. <laughs> And six <laughs> minutes after, I don't remember who the best. No. You don't need to know is. what you're drinking during no. the show. <laughs> it's I, a, hey, by the way, when you were phrase. mentioning the, the good thing about having a clock, you were looking right at me. Is oh there yeah, a, yeah <laughs> <if> there's <laughs> a clock. Because you're like, I don't, yeah. you're the one who's saying you're saying I don't get it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. It, it doesn't interest me. We it's have a, a ticking clock. clock. It's we have so a ticking clock on the show it's now, right and that's when we all know, you know, time's up. Real quick, just in the business, a new stadium opens up in L.A., Bank of California. And I'm Bank with a C. Bunk. That's right, yeah. Bunk. And I'm kind of amazed, like, the stadium they're building for the Rams, because it rained, they had to push it back like two years, which is so embarrassing for us. This stadium, like, it's almost like it went up like Ikea furniture. <laughs> they just, like, there it is. And it looks like Ikea furniture. It's a really cool-looking thing, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen I it? I was going to say, it's it kind of looks like an Ikea furniture yeah. kind of stadium. It does. It's it not was pieced together. There's yeah. not much to it. Somebody yeah. shipped um, it in a box. <laughs> they blew up the sports arena, and the guys all right. And of course, whoever did it, they broke up because <laughs> they'd gotten an argument about right, it. Right, right. Yeah, they couldn't read the directions. Yeah. Hey, those directions are so easy. Figure it out. People. They're pictures. They're pictures in Swedish. Has uh, Has anyone here been inside that stadium yet? I saw it. I drove past it where I could see inside. Right. And it comes right to the uh, street. I mean, right. it took up. A, you know, the sports arena was this. This takes up everything, and it added like a VIP lounge which the Coliseum people can use. Yeah. And, and it, they need a VIP lounge, obviously, just for the ownership to have somewhere to gather before. But this thing looks phenomenal because they also built it. Like Galen Center, when they built that for USC, they built this huge uh, glass partition where you can look out and see downtown L.A. Yeah. This has the same view. Right. It's And, and it, has, it, it looks like an enclosed stadium, but it's not really, so it's an open air. I couldn't believe this was the first open-air stadium in L.A. since Dodger Stadium, 1962. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can count StubHub and you can count yeah. Staples, but, but when you want to really cat in L.A. proper, 
where there is a huge soccer fan base. Right. And I, and, and these people, I hope these people can afford to go into this thing one day. Right. It's it's only 22,000, I think. Oh, is that it's right? Smaller it's than smaller than StubHub. Smaller okay. than StubHub. So, and 17,005 are season seats. So it's really wow. going to be a, a, a premium to get in there. And I hope the people who live there benefit from it. I, I, I don't know. You Those season tickets will be available on StubHub for <laughs> about StubHub, a 25% actually. markup. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, the great thing about Galen, you're right, it has that gorgeous view. And the nice thing about going to Galen is you know there will never be anyone standing and getting in your yeah, way yeah. of that view. Yeah. Well, they always close the curtain, too, because the glare of the lights shine on the, the on the window. They uh. didn't consider this. So you can't see it anyway. So right, it's exactly. only for day games, and then they open the windows. Oh, and there's too much sun. And if TV's <laughs> there at all, they close the game. Yeah, they, they close them entirely. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. right. It's, it was a great idea. Um, okay, we're uh, about we time to wrap up. Five we got, minutes. we got about five minutes, so I want to talk about something we teased to, TV term, yesterday. And uh, I'm really ready to talk about Yeah, you got to get it off your chest. Ready? Yeah. Raccoons. Raccoons. Do you have you any raccoon music? Yeah, give me give me some raccoon music. Raccoon music? Maybe uh, or muskrat, muskrat love. Muskrat love. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of yeah. that too. Oh, there, <laughs> there you go. Is, yeah. That's good. That's actually what it sounds like in Okay, in between the walls of my house, I have raccoons and they Could you hit that sound again? Okay, but but times about 10 and so much so that when I first heard I had raccoons, I thought I had ghosts. Because my house is like 100 years old. The ghost of Dewey Weber. Somebody was there and, and doing this, and now I've been told I have raccoons. So then we went and we got traps for the raccoons at 150 bucks. You didn't get the traps. You called someone I to called bring someone traps. And they literally walked in, put down a trap, said, give me $150. And put cat food in it. And left. And they did not expect a cat to go in there, right? We've caught three cats and two yeah. squirrels, it no makes raccoons. It never makes sense. In fact, the raccoons are so brilliant they push over the trap, and then they go get the cat food. This is this is how smart they are. They one night I heard one out there about four o'clock in the morning, and um, I go out and I turn on the light, and he he looks up and he's looking right at me, and so I don't know on why his hind legs on probably. his hind legs, yeah. and he's kind of he's Ready not to scared. Box. He's not scared. He's yeah. giving me the you know what's up, and for some reason I turned into a uh, like southern sheriff, and I said hey. You get. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. You get. Okay. And of course, he just was like, what? So now raccoons can be very dangerous. So of course, I had a weapon, an uh, underinflated volleyball. I said, all right. Every and home I in Hermosa Beach has, has one, one of these. Throw it at him. Hits him in the shoulder thinking that's going to stun him. Hits him and he just kind of goes, right, what? And then he just crawl back into my house. Sounds like a Pixar movie. So please, if you have any suggestions, now they're, they're talking about now they might have to cut into my walls and um, uh, pump in dominant raccoon male pheromones that when I told Tommy that, he said, don't you have that in your pants? Thank you. Yeah. But they literally may have to do that. So if anybody has any idea. I would say send a skunk in there to smoke him out. Oh, God. But then you got the skunk. But you know what, skunk... Yeah. We had skunk issues. Skunks went under our house once, and the whole house just smelled awful. Right. So all they told us was, yeah, they set up the traps, but you know what? You boil vinegar around the house. Okay. So the whole house smelled like burning vinegar. Right. And it was not as pleasant <laughs> as the skunk smell was better. Okay. All right. It's You know, you, you kill it with orange spray. I don't know what you should kill it with, but yeah, we have the same problems. Raccoons come in our house once. We have skunk. We have, uh, we have uh, possums. Which See, is a whole other story. I come from a city called Downey, 
which is inland, and it has a lot of agriculture. So we had tons of wildlife. Yeah. But when I moved to the South Bay, I just thought all the wildlife would be they in the ocean. They all came down from Palisades. Bill Lambier chased them all down <laughs> the hill. There you go. That's what it amounted to. It's just, it's incredible how much stuff we've got, and yeah. you, you can't, you you can't be touch them. No, you don't want to touch them. No, no. Because what did, you, what did you tell us the other day, John, about rabies? If you see a raccoon during the day. During the day, if yeah. you see a raccoon dur out during the day, it is uh probable that it has rabies oh now oh. I'm because just they're freaked out of my head. they're uh typically a uh, nocturnal animal right right um but since you guys were talking about at the beginning of the show how uh no matter what we talk about right i have something that's bigger <laughs> and better <laughs> right, there, there you there go it is. here it is so uh <laughs> <laughs> earlier this month he dated a raccoon Youngstown. nope 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 <laughs> yeah. and it is young style <laughs> so hold on zombie raccoons are terrifying residents in ohio <laughs> I told you. <laughs> this was earlier this month. Uh, this one I got up is from USA Today. ABC7 took the story. The Washington Post. Uh, the New York Times had it at one point. Can we post this somewhere? Uh, it, we'll, we'll put it in the, in the okay. links. But uh, the Youngstown, uh, Ohio. Police are investigating reports of zombie-like raccoons in Northeast oh, Ohio. WKBN-TV, the local uh, CBS yeah. affiliate, was the first to uh, report on it. They were on it. And I must admit, my raccoons sound happy. In fact, I think they're raising a family. They should be. Which they're very domesticated at this point. Well, it means, Tommy, that in my in between my walls, they're making sweet, sweet raccoon love. And mm. I'm, I don't know if Muskrat. I'm okay with that. And slightly mm. violent. Muskrat. Anyways, look at Tommy. Okay, we're going to get this sucker done. 30 really, minutes. if you have any ideas, send Again, 30 please minutes send or less. raccoon if ideas. If this show is 30 minutes or less, you get it free. <laughs> and then also, uh, a local T-shirt company is now selling zombie raccoon shirts. Okay. I need and they are selling Again, out. A Again, a Pixar movie script waiting to be written right there. Hey, like us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter, on Where, Instagram. Do you, you guys have a favorite uh, social media spot really quick? Uh, the one that I've been consistently watching the most... Uh, Every time they post a new video on YouTube, uh, this one guy, uh, I think his name is Andrew Ray, has a show called Binging with Babish. And it basically started as a uh, cooking show uh, where he makes food from right. like famous movies and TV sh series and stuff like that. Huh. So he's got like a Seinfeld special where he does a bunch of uh, food from Seinfeld. He makes the uh, cream of mushroom soup from the Soup Nazi. Oh, um, wow. Stuff from The Simpsons yeah. and basically like any movie that has like a famous uh, or TV show that has some sort of famous food revolving in it. Right. Uh, he'll recreate it, taste it, and if it tastes like crap, <laughs> he'll uh, he'll make a better one. That's great. Well, where where did you find the zombie raccoon? That that's the site I want to go to. Uh, that was Googled just Facebook. It? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Facebook. and then well, uh, it's the Youngstown Clothing Company, I believe. Yes, Youngstown Clothing Company. So how makes do you search for that? Just messed up stuff in Youngstown, Ohio, <laughs> and like. Hey, if you just you just search <laughs> Youngstown, Ohio on Google. Just Youngstown, Ohio. And it's gonna have some weird shit pop up every we single time. We got to do this show in Youngstown, Ohio. Eventually no, you don't. We'll oh, you never want to. No. Schmid, you got a favorite social media site? I got nothing for you guys, but join us tomorrow, Penn Street NFL <laughs> Draft. Oh, very nice. It is. Thank I got you. one quick. Uh, Twitter account that I've been following. It's called Man Cave Pictures. And it's a guy who takes old photos from baseball in the 1900s, black and white, real grainy things. And he not just colorizes them, he makes them look like they're 3D and you can go out. And this guy looks like he could be 
your dad. You know, he looks you like mean he the could. People in the, picture. the people in the picture look yeah. amazingly real. Right. And and it's spooky real. And it's. Uh, I've seen like them do this with with pictures of Abraham Lincoln, and it is kind of scary. It's like, you know, how like you pray you sometimes, like, oh Jesus, won't you help me? And then remember when you were a kid, like, yeah, but don't show up because I'll just I'll lose <laughs> oh, yeah, it if right, you show up right, here, Jesus. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. And so it, you you th- you see the picture and you see almost the soul of the person. In where you can say this guy is an actual person. He's yes. not just an old grainy picture. Right. So man cave pictures, I give them all the credit for what they've been able to do. The other really hot uh, Twitter account lately is Pitching Ninja that we were talking about with yeah. uh, Jeff earlier. Uh, they kicked him off Twitter for using too much of MLB property. Uh, a lot of MLB pitchers came to his aid, and he's back on again. He's, he's a guy who shows uh, different pitching techniques and kind of uh, shows off different uh, things that are kind of cool about mm-hmm pitchers in, in today's world another example of why the nba is way ahead yes. of every league yeah because they want you to make gifts of their yeah. plays and share it on social media right. and all that yeah. other stuff whereas mlb is slapping copyright mlb where a manager wears a uniform and makes a phone call from the dugout to get a relief pitcher ready right on a landline there you go as george carlin said uh it's the only sport where the goal is to go home <laughs> go home and be safe <laughs> Yeah. MLB, we're old timier. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the drill. Thanks a lot, Beto. Thank we'll you. see you soon. Enjoy the draft. Adios.